Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. I had been thinking a lot about how to express or teach about non-duality. When mm-hmm. we talk about non-duality, people get like really, really lost. Yes. Because we live in a world that is uh, day and night, hot and cold, um, dark and light, man and woman. <laughs> we, we live in a world that apparently expresses in, in polarities, like mm. extremes. Mm. But I don't think that that is, that is healthy because we suffer a lot because we especially when we talk about the relationship issue, we are, okay, if you are right, I have to be wrong. Or if you, and being right in a relationship usually ruins the connection because someone needs to like step down or someone needs to say, I don't want this. Mm. I, I will make it more uh, more personal. So yes. It's, 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 so it's clearer. For example, we had been talking a lot when we were doing the teacher training. You wanted uh, to do things more practical. I wanted to <laughs> teach more lectures. And I thought that this was important. And you thought that it was important that people had like more practice, more body, etc. We could have gone for I am right, you are wrong, or you are right, am I right? Vice versa. <laughs> it's very complicated for me right now. But we went for the route of merging the two things together. Instead of dual of practicing or sitting down on lectures, enriching the practices with a lot of content and bringing into the lectures some elements of practice. So we broke the duality there. Yes, the result was breaking the duality. Yeah. But what we did was not merging our opinions. No. What we did is instead of focusing on our opinions and our egos, really, like... I want this. I want this. Yeah, or it's it's very harsh to use the word ego, but I don't look at the ego as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on what you thought was right and what I thought was right, we were focusing on... What is our intention for the students? So we were shifting the intention behind what we were dealing with. I think sometimes when we talk about duality and non-duality, you, you focus on each person, If in this case, each person's mm-hmm. opinion that creates the polarity. Yeah. So what we did, instead of discussing what is good with your way of doing it. We were discussing what is the best way that people can... We, we kind of dropped our cases in a way. Yeah. And then we went to uh, the core of what we wanted to teach. What do we want to achieve with the students? We want them to integrate. We want them to understand. We want them to think it's interesting. Then it was easy for you to say, aha, uh-huh, because Norwegians are more uh, physical maybe than mm-hmm. the students you were used to teach in... Yeah, in other in countries. Ad- other yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. Aha, uh-huh, so we need to adapt it for the Norwegian market or mm-hmm. the Norwegian students that we have. Because we didn't do like a pros and cons list of, okay, what are the pros and cons of what you're saying and what I'm saying? No, because then we would be stuck in each other's yeah. case. And we didn't, and we put, I think, the greater good in the center. And 
I think that that is applicable even in the relationship field in general. Not just I, I wanted to give this example because this is a very practical thing mm. that everyone will understand. But it happens a lot in discussions in relationships. Mm. I want this, you want that. No one is one hundred percent one thing, right? Sometimes, okay, I want to uh, change a job and I have my doubts or I want to have a baby, but sometimes I am also afraid. Uh, so on the other side, I will have maybe the person that is more afraid than wanting to have the baby or more willing to change jobs or to live in another country than I am. But we can meet sometimes in the middle and detach from those extreme personalities. Mm. I I saw myself breaking the pattern of the person that I was supposed to be. I was when? supposed to be, oh, lately a lot of times. And you <laughs> are responsible for many of those. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because we create a character that you call the ego. And you, you have a, a good relationship with your ego. I have a better relationship now with my ego. I would like to define the ego as something completely necessary. Because yeah. it's the way that you work in the world. You are embodying this... Uh, yeah, you this have this astronaut suit. Yeah, and you have this expression in spiritual communities with ego death, and that you shouldn't have the ego. And it's like if you don't have the how ego, how, then you don't know where you're, if you are on the right track or not. I mean, the ego is the one telling you. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a way of preservation. It's a way of understanding where you are. If yeah, you are uh, having all these past experiences of this life that shape the way that you relate to the environment yeah. and to other people. Ego I mean, is the, necessary. Yeah, the ego is your compass as much as the heart is your compass. It's kind of yeah. like you can't have the light without the dark. Now we're back to polarities yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So kill your ego, no. Nah. Yeah, we don't recommend no, that. No, we don't recommend yeah. that. It's like cutting your nose or your yeah, hand. Yeah, get to know your ego is yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. You're not your nose, you're not your ego. Because we, all, we talk a lot about follow your heart and listen to your heart. Blah, blah, blah. But when I do coaching, it's kind of like I just go straight into what is your ego telling you or this is your ego doing that or that's when you get the growth. So, uh, yeah. But back to this. Yes. I Several times I had to doubt the character that I created to move myself into the world okay and you said it happened recently a lot a lot you want to take an example so it's easier mm, to understand yeah for example um from trying to style my hair in a way that my hair doesn't go to for example okay you cut your hair in a certain way and you start aging and <laughs> your hair behaves in a different way and you're okay. trying to attain to that way of doing things or looking in a certain way instead of embracing what you have right now. Uh, because we create this image that is very structured from the way we dress, from the way we talk, from the way we feel or interact with other people. Mm -hmm. And we are supposed to sustain that. And that is polarity. Yes. Because we, it's like, I am yes to this and no to that. The more we do that, the more we suffer, because it's very complicated to be just on one side of the polarity. 
Yeah, it is. But we can't talk about your hair, but I feel like your hair always looks good, so I don't know what to say. No, no now I wear my <laughs> natural curls. Oh, is that yeah, that, part of your... That is, that is part of it. Why am I trying to make my hair look the way it's not? Instead of embracing oh, the hair that I have. Oh, you have more curls now. Yeah, you see? Yeah, but I These are my natural curls. But <laughs> I, I didn't think that you had curls now. D didn't you have curls before? I did, Is but I was trying to suppress them. Really? Yeah. As I was trying to suppress many but things But I think in my because uh, you have loosened up a lot lately, the last year. Yes. I think the curls are just part of that new persona that you're... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have a little bit of curls. It's more playful. Yeah. You are more playful when you teach. Everything yes. of you has, yeah. But that playfulness came from breaking the polarity. Because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I am a rational person. I am an evidence-based person. There are yes. things that I should do and things that I shouldn't. And since I had been, I don't know, since I had been going through certain things, I will never forget that I had been through certain things. So this is limiting me and I am acting oh. as if... Yeah. Yeah. You know that about yourself. Uh, yeah, you I know can it. say yeah, that yeah, yeah. about yourself. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a little bit of who you were. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And and, and yes. when you are holding on to that story of I will never forget what happened to me because yes. it is part of my story and it's important for me to honor it. Yeah. And I try to say very gently, Lucas, you don't have to talk about the suffering or you don't really have to go into that or mm -hmm. especially for other people too in yes. order to be great teacher or a good yeah. person. Mm -hmm. You can actually heal a lot of people without focusing on all that. We have our story and it's there and we can use it in different ways, but it doesn't have to be one part of the story that you will bring and that is the most painful part because that is the most enlightened part of my life. Mm. I think that was a part of your story. Yeah, but that was part of the polarity. Yeah. Because... I'm really happy that you feel like it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Uh, me too. I remember very early in our season in the podcast when we started and you said very bluntly like, you can't go on a spiritual journey without, uh, what did you say, without the, something bad happened to you in life or traumatic. Because, because I... I still kind of <laughs> Oh no, I don't, that. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> uh, uh, um, what I'm going to say shortly is some things wake you up. But yeah, you don't but think about the alarm clock the whole day. No, but you don't, it doesn't, something will wake you up, but it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be that you have to hit the wall. But it's very common that it happens, but it, it is a lot of people out there that go on the spiritual path from very young age and it's just a part of yeah a couple of weeks ago I was <laughs> please just give me that yeah i will so give i don't it. have I to is. dig into yes, what what did it. i do no. to hit the here. wall to yeah. here <laughs> maybe i'm not spiritual enough because i didn't hit that wall uh, you, no. you had your your heartbreak yeah. and your awakenings and uh, a couple of weeks ago i was uh talking with someone about near-death experiences and uh, this guy said to me how can I wake up without going through that, this near-death experience? At that time, I didn't know what to answer. But a couple of weeks later, I can say that if you don't take yourself so seriously and you don't go to that polarity and sustain that character and you start to be more messy about 
who you are in every time and you become more playful and you start to laugh about that character that you created, then you have more or less the same effect. It's moving from polarity to non-duality. So you can be playful and you can be serious and you can uh, be... <laughs> to joke a little bit about with things that are happening in the media right now, you can be more non-binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of being like this extreme character or this other extreme character on the other side, is like be like this macho that doesn't express feelings or be this uh, flamboyant person full but, of... But you are almost 50 and you yes. said that you've gone through a lot of different... Yes. Or you kind of threw away a lot of your old programming. Yes. That's what I like to call it. Yes. But... What made you do that? Because you're 50 now, and mm. if you know or you have a recipe for how you did it, then you want to share it? or <laughs> <laughs> Because you might think, why didn't I do this like 20 years ago? <laughs> I think that every has a point of maturity that mm. you need to go through. But I also find that we sustain the programming that still works for us somehow. Yes. And there is a point where your face cracks, where the ego doesn't work anymore. And then you start to question if that is the way you want to conduct relationships or you want mm. to... For example, I, I said and I joked in this podcast, I am not good with water. Yes, yeah. but <laughs> but now you are. No, I don't think I am. <laughs> but I uh, I don't feel the rejection. If I I know that some people can do it better, but I will do it in a playful way. It was like okay, I will get the bucket, I will get some warm water, I will get the cleaning products, mm -hmm. and I will do it to the best of my abilities, and I will enjoy while I'm doing that, mm -hmm. and say, well, you know what, I could. So sometimes the ego makes us. Uh, stay in this corset where we can't move because there are some things that we are not supposed to be allowed to do. Mm -hmm. For example, it happened to you uh, to talk about Tantra or to teach about Tantra at one point when I met you. That was like off limits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be labeled in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, you discovered that the labeling was mainly from the inside of the bottle, not mm -hmm. from the outside. Mm -hmm. That it was something that it was happening more to you. Mm -hmm. And when we break this either or, and we start to see the scope of the possibilities that is um, more, uh, instead of mechanical, which is uh, black, uh, dark, yes, no, more quantic in the terms of okay there are a thousand possibilities or a million of possibilities between black and uh, black and white mm. there are lots of grays when you start to see that you start to understand that duality is a way of thinking that is not existence mm. is you are not it's our it's our baby mind yeah <laughs> it's our it's me and you and it's mine yeah i call it the baby mind because babies are it's you know, it's the first thing they learn. Like, yeah, this is like, mine. Okay, if I have it, you yeah. don't. Yeah. But if you have it, yeah. then I don't. Yeah, and then you have to teach the kids. 
sharing. We can share it, yeah. and then I can play with it, and then you can play with it, and then sometimes you can share or borrow something from someone else. That is non-dual. Yes. It, it's not <laughs> mine or yours. It's ours. Yeah. It's not even ours. It's just... Is. No, it, I'm not going to put it yeah. <laughs> That that's a good one. It's not even ours. Yeah. That it be, that it belongs to us is just an illusion. Yeah. But I I think that it's very powerful to to start to to play with the idea of non-duality mm-hmm. in the practical sense because then no one belongs to you. You belong to no one. Mm-hmm. You are never right. You are never wrong either. You are expressing yourself in the moment. And you said this uh, in the prior episode about this is what I think right now. I might change what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. tomorrow. But that means that you see your ego in a way that is not harmful for you to change your mind. And I think why people are so obsessed with being right and they feel like they can't change their mind is because they feel like then the people won't take them serious or yeah. I don't know. I say all the time that spirituality it's it's full of contradictory statements. Yes. And this student asked me, Kimmy, can you say something about Osho's statement in that and that book? Uh, I think it was the Book of Secrets. He states that yoga is the suicidal death and yes. tantra is I don't remember exactly what she wrote, but she wanted to know my opinion. And again, my opinion would be, as Osho said, it can be... But Osho means that when he talks about yoga, he talks about yoga from the state of yoga and the perspective of a yogi. Mm -hmm. When he talks about tantra, he talks about tantra. And then... Also, it's very important for the audience to know that Osho never wrote a book. What... You see in the, I don't know, more than 50 different titles that Osho has is the compilation of recordings that students that came from the UK, France, Germany did from the conferences of yeah. Osho. And that those transcriptions had been tagged and transformed into books. So one quote that Osho said about something doesn't make... If, if you take it out of context. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's very spot on with um, when I do coaching and I sit with one person and I just, I'm tuned into that person. Yeah, and I'm saying, you know what, forget about that. Yeah, or I say something and uh, the conversation goes into a certain direction and then maybe someone else is sitting mm. listening mm-hmm. and this person is also single. Mm-hmm. And feel super triggered by the way I talk to this person yeah. because she feels like, yeah, but I am happy by myself. I don't want to have someone. But maybe in this case, this specific case where I do coaching, it's that's what this person wants. Then I coach from that perspective. That is non-dual because you might say something to one person, but you will say something different to another. Completely different. It's just based on, and that's why I force people to be very specific because we we have to stop being so general. We have to stop have these general conversations about things. Then don't talk. You know, it's much better to sit down and talk and be specific and you go into, and then you get those aha moments. That's why you unlock this or you put these images of yourself and overboard. Yeah. Because we have time, because we are so fortunate that we have time to sit and have deep conversations. Our work includes deep conversations. And, and, we do a lot of reflections after our courses. It means that we have the time to 
change? What I just got from what you said is that not only happens that when we teach, we adapt what we teach to the audience that we have. So we might see, we might say things that are inconsistent if they are taken out of yeah. context. But also in the process of teaching, we become also learners and students. Yeah, but you have a lot of teachers that goes out there and just go and repeat. Yeah. You don't learn anything if you go into a room and you put, put yourself on repeat. We had been doing, I don't know, three or four teacher trainings yeah, together. Yeah, they're completely different. And every time I sit down and talk about the same issue, I do it in a different way. Yeah. It's putting the greater good in the middle, not thinking about the pros and cons, and trying to generate a space where you are um, trying to follow what is best for everyone involved in the moment. Mm. When we can leave these polarities, when we can leave these places where we are right or wrong, um, over someone or under someone, it, the space becomes more circular. And in that moment, it enriches the connection a lot because mm -hmm. no one is suppressed. Everyone is able to present something and to create from there. I think if you want to, if you are in a relationship and you are stuck in those patterns, mm -hmm. you need to go beyond the case. The case is, I want to move in together, I don't. But if you go behind the blanket or behind the curtains, then you find the real, the real reasons. And that's where you play, and that's where you can find a solution. So try that. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs>